0: And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back at you, it's Hale Varsity Radio. Time for a jock Doc Wednesday. Nebraska Orthopedic Center, Doctor Brandon Seifert is with us. Doctor Brandon, how are the rays, brother?
1: Yeah, they're pretty nice, man. They are pretty nice. You bet. How's life? How's life for y'all back there?
0: It's uh, a seven-degree wind chill. We'll just leave it there.
1: Oh, that's brutal. That is brutal.
0: It's not a seven degree wind chill where you're at.
1: (laughs) A little warmer here. Yep, a little warmer.
0: Well, let's talk NBA for a moment. Uh, John Morant uh, of the Grizzlies, standout ball player, incredible talent.
2: But he just can't seem to uh, seem to stay on the court. Last year it was the the flashing guns on Instagram Live. Now it's yeah, injury
0: concern. That's a different type of injury, potentially. <laughs> this is season-ending injury as he had a subluxation of his right shoulder during a training session. Dr. Brandon, the MRI revealed they uh labral tear we talk a lot of labral issues labrum issues but uh not necessarily in basketball do we
1: no not really it's not all that common in basketball at least you know not that you hear about and obviously I can see a ton of these uh in a variety of athletes uh i would say you know less common in our basketball players not unheard of but less common uh but you know as we talked about these before you know thinking about these anatomically so dealing with the shoulder, the shoulder is a ball and socket joint. On the socket side of the shoulder, that's called the glenoid. And then there's a ring structure that sits around the socket, kind of like a rubber gasket, called a labrum. It deepens the socket and acts as kind of a stabilizer for the ball portion. And so typically with these, you know, you can have tears in that labrum kind of all the way around the ring that results in kind of different symptoms, different pathologies. The most common of which that we see is we start to have patients complain of shoulder being loose, instability, subluxation, or full-on kind of dislocation. And those predominantly occur to the front of the shoulder. So in orthopedic terms, we call that the anterior aspect of the shoulder. So when your shoulder dislocates, typically it goes out the front towards the bottom. Um, and that's probably what he's dealing with in this scenario. Obviously, you can have tearing in the back of the labrum and be unstable towards the back. But we tend to see those more in kind of our football wrestling type athletes. Um, but again, you can see them in you know basketball and football together. But that's typically the scenario that uh, he's in. It's hard to say with this, you know, how long he's had this. My guess is since they're thinking surgery at this point is he's probably been battling this for a while, would be my guess.
2: So the thought is that the the labrum tear happened before the subluxation of the shoulder?
1: Probably happened somewhere along the way where he basically that ball portion kind of rode up on, on the top of that kind of rim of labrum and it starts to slowly kind of peel that off. You know, either you'll have one kind of traumatic event here where you have one kind of full-on big dislocation, kind of tears off the whole labrum. And then as that heals back, it heals back at a lower level and you're kind of less protected from that ball going forward. And then over time, just repeatedly that gets worse and worse. Um, and so my thought for him, just kind of based on how they're describing it, he's probably had subtle events near that ball portion. has just kind of subtly started slipping out, kind of wearing on that label, and then just gradually, gently probably peeled off that labrum over time.
0: Dr. Brandon, let's talk about recovery, procedure recovery, and then how it uh, could linger with Morant's return to, to form. He's been incredible when he's been healthy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I think there's a, a very high chance he'll get back to uh, a really high level. Um, you know, should they have a pretty high chance of returning back to the same level or higher, um, especially in the sense that he's not a throwing athlete, kind of a different perspective for them. Um, but from the treatment perspective on this, and the goal is to basically sew that labrum back down on top of the glenoid or the socket. We have a variety of techniques for that. Most commonly are using these things called anchors, which are these little uh, sutures or plastic screws that we put into the bone and coming out the back of those is suture material. And then we pass that to the torn labrum. and That basically cinches that down on top of the bone uh, which is the bony part, and then the labrum heals back to it over time. It's an arthroscopic procedure, um, has really high success rates. You know, the biggest thing to worry about with any of these type of instability-type cases would be, you know, redeveloping instability. You know, for example, you're playing football. And you have one of these procedures done. You go back out of the football field, and some big pullback runs into you. Then obviously that could tear through those sutures and re-injure yourself. Basketball a little less chance of that happening, uh, but still enough that you do worry about you know, recurrent kind of instability picture showing up in him down the road. So
2: specifically, it's you said it's they're stitching this back together. I mean. What does that look like in terms of the recovery process following the surgery? I assume the arm is going to be in a sling for a little bit, but is there any physical therapy that's going to be needed with that here in the next couple of months?
1: Yeah, great question. So, you know, typically after these, you'll be in a sling with one of those pillows for about six weeks. Uh, sometimes you get more aggressive and take it off at four, and essentially you're not really allowed to uh, do active motion where you're kind of moving it yourself, you do passive motion, which we start therapy right away with these, we're pretty aggressive with it. So typically within, you know, a couple of days to a week, you'll know, start physical therapy on these, um, and that's how that goes. Then in terms of long-term recovery, so six weeks sling comes off, and you're just kind of doing some gentle active strengthening at that point, we don't really start any really more aggressive strengthening until you get about three or four months down the road. And then the variability comes, uh, you know, how quickly do can turn back to contact, I would say the minimum is about four and a half months. Sometimes you're a longer, maybe five or six months. Um, but you kinda hit that four and a half month mark, five month mark and they kinda turn these to me, hit the weight room hard. And then if they can have another, oh, anywhere from four to eight weeks of really hard kind of weight room time, workout time to kind of get back to competition shape, that's kind of the ideal scenario for these at least in these kind of athletes. The game changes obviously if it's more of a trailing athlete in terms of your recovery.
2: And Dr. went with Ja, he's a, a right-handed shooter. This is the right shoulder. Is he going to have to start holding his gun in
1: the left hand now? Jeez. <laughs> i have to change the pose for the picture. <laughs> 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 I, wasn't, I wasn't aware of that. That's uh, kind of an interesting story. That was last year, huh?
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, multiple times. Multiple times. Even after uh, being uh, punished, he continued brandishing guns on his Instagram Live. So you can't do that, Ja Morant.
0: Okay. Duly, duly noted. Um, that is
2: conduct detrimental to the league. Yeah, or I, not I would
0: say. Uh, okay. How how detrimental is this to his outside game? And is it going to not going to say shooting? Huh? No. Is, is, is,
1: <laughs> yeah. Is,
0: Careful. Yeah. His outside game, and and also, is is he going to be thinking about it, Doctor Brandon, when he gets to the rim? When he makes a move? To the rim and finishing around the rim, it's super physical, even in today's NBA, not as physical, but you still take bumps and bruises when you do go uh, to the tin.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, Chris. I think, you know, outside shooting, uh, probably not a huge issue for him. I think that'll come back nice and smooth. I think that technique for him will be pretty easy to redevelop. Um, you're right, though, as you start to go to the rim, there's going to be some hesitancy there. So I definitely see uh, a little while just kind of regaining that confidence piece to go back and be able to do that well. Uh, but in the end, I still think they'll do that well. But that's obviously the area where, you know, he put himself most at risk for, you know, some type of re-injury event. Last thought here, Doctor
2: Brandon. It's expected he's going to be out till the start of next season. How does that timetable for recovery strike you? That he's uh, probably not going to be back on the basketball court until next October. Well, he, he could be in terms of uh, in terms of practice, but in terms of ready for game action, next October is that timetable about
1: right? Yeah, I think that timetable is just perfect. Yeah, you figure if you're going to give him that four and a half, five months. Then kind of getting back in shape mode. I mean, that puts us all the way back into, you know, in the, you July season done. Uh, so, yeah, yeah he should be ready to – he should look really good by the time October comes around, and he should get plenty of basketball plenty of in the summer. I'm sure he'll probably be kind of fully released to do everything, I'm guessing, around July or August, if not sooner.
0: Dr. Brandon Seifer with us, Nebraska Orthopedic Center, a Jock Doc Wednesday, John Morant, our topic. Dr. Brandon, you take care and enjoy. We'll check in again soon.
1: Okay, fellas. Take care.
0: Good stuff with Dr. Brandon Seifert, Nebraska Orthopedic Center. We'll wind down a Wednesday. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, where you find us with Hale Varsity Radio. Subscribe, download Hale Varsity YouTube channel. We'll say goodbye next.